How does one frame a masterpiece? If it's a painting, some wood and gold leaf will do. But what about a masterpiece of the edible variety? Like Boar's Head Oven Gold Turkey. Crafted from a family recipe, seasoned with savory spices and then slow roasted until it's fork tender and brimming with flavor. So, what could frame such a masterpiece? Perhaps a little bread would do. Boar's Head. Compromise elsewhere. In this episode, we'll learn about becoming an authorized OSHA instructor and how to partner with associations to grow your business. Hi, I'm Sheldon Primus, and I'm here to help you learn the business of safety consulting. This podcast, The Safety Consultant, will give you the tools to be your own boss by protecting the safety and health of others. It's a win-win. But before this episode, here's a message from our sponsor. Start your own safety consulting business. Your knowledge and experience can give you the freedom of being your own boss. I'm Sheldon Primus. I've been a consultant since 2008. I've developed the Safety Consultant Blueprint to give you a step-by-step guidance to get your safety consultant business started. Go to safetyconsultantblueprint.com, enter the code PODCAST for 20% off of your registration. Experience the amazing feeling of taking charge of your own destination while helping others become safe and sound. Welcome back to episode five, and in this episode, we'll go over the importance of becoming an OSHA outreach trainer for those of you that are in the U.S. Being an OSHA outreach trainer is a very important aspect of growing your business, and because of how OSHA is structured, they do value training, even though the OSHA outreach training, which is the 10 and 30 hour outreach training, is not a compliance-based training. It is still a valued resource because some states require that before a contract is given or before a worker can work, that they at least have this minimum training of the 10 to 30 hours. So we'll start with that. And then after we go through the importance of having the OSHA compliance side, excuse me, the OSHA outreach side, then I'll also talk about the partnership model where you could partner with a safety association, a safety and health organization, something or someone, an entity out there that has your target market. So we'll uh, squeeze in both of those, which incidentally happens to be step six and step seven of the book that we've been talking about, the seven steps to starting a profitable safety consulting business. And again, if you want to get that book, you can go to amazon.com and just go to Amazon com type in the title of the book or my name Sheldon Primus and you should be able to find the book that way so you could have it as a reference point for you for any other times go back to the podcast episodes and then you could also use the book itself as a guidance and a reference so first let's go through the OSHA authorization process so I'm going to also put up on my computer here uh, some of the requirements that you would have to be uh, authorized OSHA instructor. And uh, first, let me uh, give you the, the meaning of what that is. 
So OSHA does not uh, give some creditations in a way where you see something as being, I am a certified OSHA this, meaning that OSHA is saying that you went through a process to get through OSHA's deemed certification. They don't have anything like that. Uh, They do have authorized trainers, but they don't have people that are going through OSHA's system that a private sector that becomes uh, qualified OSHA authorized, I shouldn't say authorized, but OSHA trainers that are certified through OSHA. So there's nothing like that. However, what there is, is authorized OSHA trainings. So OSHA under the OSHA Act of 1970, one of the mandates is to make sure that there is some outreach and some training uh, for OSHA compliance as well as occupational safety and health. So one of the best ways of doing that, and that's just because uh, it it breaks down to their mission. So part of the mission says that they're going to uh, provide uh, some outreach to the American workers. So along the way, the training OSHA training institutes have developed these courses. So one of the things that you would have to do is you would have to find your local or one that you trust, OSHA Training Institute Education Center. There's several of these around the world, excuse me, around the country uh, that they specify in providing OSHA numbered courses. So the numbered courses are like OSHA 500, OSHA 501. Uh, Then there's other number courses depending on what topic it is. These are coming from the OSHA Training Institute and they are mostly nonprofit organizations that do uh, safety and health training. They put in their information to OSHA and says, hey OSHA, we want to be a safety and health trainer, provider. And OSHA goes through them, they vet them out and then they said, all right, we'll make you an authorized trainer for trainers. And uh, um, uh, what they call them is the OSHA Training Institute Education Center. O-T-I-E-C. So you'll see it uh, mentioned that way, or they might even mention it as OSHA OSHA Training Institute, O-T-I. So many of your instructors that you may have, they say, oh, well, my OTI is here. And I do have my own OTI, and that's coming from Mid-South, and that's in Alliance Safety Council is the host of that. And they are in Baton Rouge, Louisiana, so I submitted my training to them. Uh, my criteria took the courses and I got recertified to do that training. So there's three types of OTIs that are the most popular. Uh, one is, well, I shouldn't say OTI, let's say authorized training. General industry, construction, and maritime. So you could be a trainer for general industry and you have to do a prerequisite course, which is the ocean number 511. And the 511 is a 30 hour course. And with that 30 hour course, you're going to learn the general industry standards. And then after that, you have to take the OSHA 501 course, which is the train to trainer course, which you'll get materials to help you um, provide training for your students. You will then be allowed to issue Department of Labor cards to these individuals after you submit uh, your training, your completed training records to your OTI. 
the if you're in construction, you could do the 510 course, which is the prereq, and then you'll go into the uh, 500 course, which is the train to trainer course. Uh, so those are the two that I deal with. I don't deal with maritime. You could always look up maritime, the requirements for that, and that is also through your local OTI, and it doesn't actually have to be local. So let's uh, set that groundwork too, because originally I went to my local OTI in Florida, and uh, I even trained for one when um, they had it, which was Florida State College at Jacksonville. And I was one of the authorized trainers for that OTI. So I would do the, uh, the general industry courses and they had someone else who would uh, do the construction courses. And I was available to do construction courses if they needed. So that was the, the way we worked it out. The system and the program is now defunct. However, uh, that's the type of, of entity you would go to. So I would go to the OSHA website. And when you get to OSHA.gov, you're going to want to look up. Uh, there's a Dropbox on there. So I'm going to do this in real time. You may end up hearing the click of my mouse behind me. So uh, excuse me for that. But I'm going to do this in real time. And I'm going to explain what I'm seeing on my screen so that you guys could uh, follow along with me. So if you're on your computer, if you're not in driving, then you could uh, listen to this later on when you're not driving because we don't want you doing this while you're driving, right? Oh, man. Imagine that. A safety <laughs> consultant program and a safety show that's encouraging people to do internet research as they're driving no <laughs> Sheldon says no all right uh, so this is what you want to do you want to go uh, on OSHA.gov when you can and you're going to hover your mouse over where it says training there's gonna be a gray bar that's under the words uh, Occupational Safety and Health Administration, and then you're going to see on the left, and this is in a white column, you'll see on the left where it's, or excuse me, the right, you'll say Spanish uh, in English or English in Spanish, and then underneath there is going to be a gray uh, line of uh, just basically text, and the text is going to say from left to right, OSHA Worker, Employer, Standards, Enforcement, Construction Topics, News Resources, data and then training so you're just going to hover your mouse over the training one let the drop down menu uh, show up and then once you see that drop down menu you're going to work your way over to where it says oti education center so once you click on that you're going to be on a page that's going to show you how you could access the OSHA Training Education Center portal, if you will, from OSHA. So OSHA will give you uh, three columns there uh, in the main section of the page. There is a sidebar section. The sidebar section will tell you some information about uh, your training and your OTI cards and the Susan Harwood Grant training material. That's all part of training. Uh, if you're listening to this and you're not seeing the same thing that I am describing, OSHA does update their site every now and then. I'm doing this recording in early 2019, so I don't know when you're listening. There may be a difference. However, you could always look in their search box and type in OTIEC and see where that will be.
But for those of you that are seeing what I'm describing, you'll go down a little and you'll see uh, towards the bottom of the page, they'll have three main categories. One is program information, which they give you a fact sheet and statistics and FAQs, frequently asked questions. And then in the middle says find training. So they say you have a course titles, course descriptions, a searchable schedule, uh, Spanish, a list of centers. That's where you want want to go you actually want to go and you want to click on the list of centers and they have a list and they have a map of location of centers and that's where you're going to find the OTI that you would uh, choose to go to and then from there the uh that's pretty much the best way to to find who you're going to choose I would talk to some trainers. I truly would. I would talk to people and say, how's your OTI? How are you getting your... your information is this something that they they truly care about making sure all their trainers are up to date with OSHA standards by sending emails or sending uh, resource pages or anything that's the questions you need to ask someone who is an authorized trainer get a good sample of all the different OTIs so that you know for sure the one that you want to choose and then go ahead and schedule where you're going to go so just for our purposes here I'm going to click on the center locations and it's a map that's given me Uh, I'm skipping the Florida one and I'm going to the map of Louisiana this is the OTI that I have and uh, the OTI when I click on the the page it says Louisiana State University College of Engineering and that's one of them and then the other one says alliance safety council mid-south oti education center so i'm going to click on that so for this section of the podcast as a disclaimer i already told you that this is the oti that i go to doesn't mean that you have to go to them i've been very happy with them i switched from my original oti because of uh i wanted to be part of this one so i am gonna go on that page the very first thing i see and it's uh mid south oti.org mid m-i-d-s-o-u-t-h-o-t-i dot o-r-g that's where i am currently because i click through the osha site so i got through there right now i can see as the date of this recording that they have a certified safety and health official uh, for construction and general industry is being a certification course that is sponsored through osha and osha does every once in a while sponsor uh, certification course this one's actually new it came up all i shouldn't say new it's probably like five years now but for us that's been doing it for a while it, it's kind of new having this certification but you would be csho would be the designation certified safety and health official would be that designation so they have the wording for that up there and then the next thing that i'm looking at that's uh, of importance is upcoming courses so I scroll down and you could see uh, from my example here, I'll have to explain it to you, but there's upcoming courses on the left side, staying up to date on the middle of this page. And then on the right page says OSHA outreach training. And then there's a portal, a portal for trainers only. So when you become an outreach trainer, you're going to get a username and a password so that you can update your credentialing. You can update any of the classes that you do 
and this puts the classes into their system for your OTI system and it'll come into uh, OSHA's system as well so that OSHA knows who did the training when the training was done where it was and that's really what you're looking for so I'm gonna scroll up a little bit more uh, I'm gonna look and it says OSHA trainer courses so I'm gonna click on that link right now and um, each OTI will have their own prices so uh, your prices are going to differ from where you are uh, once you get the 500 and you get the uh, the 510 first that's the prereq to construction the 500 is the construction uh, course then that's good for a certain amount of period and after those that period you have to recertify it so in construction you would have to do the 502 course to get recertified and it's every three years you're recertifying and then uh, you could keep up your credentialing so uh, I've looked on this page right now I'm on the Mid-South page for OSHA training courses uh, they're showing me the 500 to 501 to 502 503 for general industry that's the refresher class so you can keep your, your information up to date uh, the maritime industry it looks like the maritime industry uh, course itself is going to be 5602 and that's actually the disaster site training course so there is a disaster, a disaster site worker course and then a disaster site update trainer course and then there's a couple of maritime courses so either way that's what you're uh, you're looking for i'm going to click on the five let's do the construction track first so i'm going to uh, go ahead and, and click on the construction track so that we could uh, find our courses and then from there i'm going to um let's give you the prereqs that you're looking for that's really what i want to make sure you get the prerequisites for these courses so i'm going to go through this first because after we go through this the very next thing i want to figure out is how is this going to be important to me as providing training right so uh you'll hear the clicking so forgive me there so again the 510 i'm going to start with construction and uh actually I'm going to skip the general industry construction is good enough and you'll follow the same thing when you get on there. So there's generally a requirement that says you have to have uh, some sort of understanding of construction by years of uh, what you're uh, where you are. So let's see. I'm looking at it right now. It looks like the contact hours is going to be 26 hours for the 510 course and uh it does not say specifically about a prereq so that's good so let me go to the actual uh trainer course so that we can know what the prereq for the construction trainer course is so i'm going to click on the 500 and then we'll get to see what the prerequisite is so you're going to learn special topics for that the prerequisite for the 500 is that you would have taken the 510 course uh, within the last seven years and you have five years of construction experience and uh, then there are some waivers if you have some education or certifications but uh, generally five years experience seven years uh, that you've taken that 500 uh, excuse me 510 course and then you're in so that's good enough 
once you get those two courses done, you are now eligible to hold your own training classes. So that means you now could say, I am going to do a 10-hour OSHA construction class or a 30-hour OSHA construction class. You set up the prices and you work with an association. And with the association, with the prices that you set up, then you are going to be the person who is responsible for that class. So that's a real good thing because now in that way uh, you can start your business by training so let's say someone's going to do a 10-hour OSHA class they send all their workers to you you're going to teach them for 10 hours straight that's 10 hours of people getting to know you 10 hours of people getting to like you 30 hours is usually for those people who are in management role. So now you've got this captive audience, 30 hours worth of you training and showing them OSHA standard. It will inevitably come where someone's going to say, hey, can you come out and do a site safety inspection for us? Hey, I do need somebody who could work this side of construction while I do something else. I do have a safety guy, but he's swamped. She's swamped. We need some extra help. So that's the, the idea behind this. I started my business when I switched over to the OSHA compliance side with setting up 10 and 30 hour training. I, I did the marketing for it. I worked with an association and the association actually helped me with the marketing. So that goes into the second part of this and I'll talk about it real quick is the association part. If you partner with an association, a builder association, roofing association, safety and health, perfect. You tell them I could do an OSHA 10 hour class for you at this set rate or I'll do it for you for um, X amount of dollars ahead and you put a little buffer on there for your money and then now you could uh, negotiate with them so that you're utilizing their membership base for your business and you're growing your business, you're growing their business at the same time through what you could do, what you could provide. So you could do this for construction, you could do this with general industry, you could do this for maritime. That little uh, part that you learn of marketing is going to be first marketing with them because you talk to the marketing manager, you talk to the executive director, you get an agreement with them, you're utilizing their list. You, in effect, don't have to go to each and every single manufacturer that you're doing your 10-hour or 30-hour general industry class to. You just you know pick and choose where you're going to uh, do your ads, but they're going to want to send out uh, the notifications of classes because you are now in an agreement with them, the safety association or whatever association, that together we're going to promote this class so that we could get some benefit together and we're going to add something that is needed to the client to your base at the same time it's a win-win so in this case you're growing your business and the only thing you need to do is price your services right so once you price your services right make it where i would do and i have done this i've done a reduced price for the association knowing that they're going to mark up the service so that they could also get a, a portion of revenue. 
which is fine because you're working together to provide the training. So it's okay if you reduce your price, do it per head if you want. You could do it if it's one company. I wouldn't do it per person. I would do it as a project price. You don't. I've seen people actually do it hourly too. Somebody says, here's my hourly late rate and I'm going to just charge the association an hourly rate and then they could uh, have as many people come in or not because now I'm just charging them my hourly rate. I've seen that too. In the past, I've given day rates and half day rates. So if I uh, do a 10 hour construction, uh, generally I'll give it a day rate and just say, all right, this is my price for the day and my day will extend to 10 hours, even though I'm going to be doing two days worth of class because you can't do a 10 hour class in one day. OSHA says no on that. Yeah, but I can at least uh, give them one day rate price and then they fill the class knowing that they're paying me X amount of money. So that's how the modeling partnership modeling will work, especially with the OSHA outreach courses. So you want to think of those things, working that together. And again, you want to market the marketing person for the association you want to talk to the executive director of that association those are the people that you want to target for this or the training coordinator that's another person that you want to target and just sit down have a nice conversation with them don't try to sell them right away understand their market first and then they'll understand your market and you guys trying to work something out Get at least a three-month ahead calendar because you want to promote this right. And you're going to need about three months to promote this correctly on both ends uh, so that you could have a successful meeting. So uh, get authorized. Become an authorized trainer. And then also make sure you partner with the associations that will help further your, uh, your business as well as theirs. When we come back, got a tip of the week. So I went through a lot there. So hopefully you guys could uh, follow along. If you need to re-listen to some of that, then go ahead and re-listen to it. But that is uh, step six and step seven of the book. So when I come back, we're going to work together and we're going to get you the tip of the week. Welcome back. So I'm going to help you with this tip of the week. Tip of the week is something that uh, really, really helped me. And I want you to kind of think about, uh, have you ever sent out a proposal? Have you ever sent out some information to someone and crickets? You hadn't heard anything. They, they ghosted you, as the kids will say. 
So you're trying to wait, you're trying to figure out, is this, are they serious? What do they want out of me? And uh, one of the things that really, really helped me uh, was this, uh, Tony Robbins did an interview with someone who was, uh, real estate was their thing. And so I'm a Tony Robbins guy. I went to uh, Unleash the Power Within and uh, got my mind right when I first got my, um, my information, or excuse me, when I first started my consulting business. So one of the things that the uh, the uh, speaker had said to revive a dead lead really works. So I'm going to give you guys this tip. So if you have a lead, you sent out an email, you sent out a proposal, you sent something out and you're waiting for them to reply and you're thinking, oh, come on, you guys got to reply to me sometime. This is how you do it. Send them an email. The subject is just going to be, you know, um, subject should should just really uh, be, you know, uh, follow up. Then the email itself, the email itself should say Gary. Let's say the person's name is Gary, comma, next space line. Are you still interested in whatever the service is? Then uh, period, next line, Sheldon. That's it. So, for instance, let's say you sent out a proposal for someone to do a 10-hour OSHA outreach class. And you got the proposal out. You want to do the 10-hour OSHA outreach class. And I say, Gary, come on. Are you still interested in the OSHA 10-hour class? Period. Next line. Sheldon. Send. And that's it. So you're going to force the action. The action is going to be something. So the action is, uh, we already got this. Thank you for following up. Uh, your action could be, I can't do it right now. It's in the budget for next year, but I'll keep you in mind, whatever it is. So you're going to revive that dead lead because you're going to open up the conversation again. And then you can then either uh, get them another service. You could seal the deal with the service that you originally provided, but somehow it's going to open everything up again. All right. So that's it. Nice and simple. So revive that dead lead. Go ahead. Send out those emails and I will see you next week. We're going to have episode six and in episode six, we're going to go over again. Well, we won't go over. We're actually keep going on some of the topics I had in my seven steps to starting a profitable safety consulting business. Have a great week. The Safety Consultant Podcast was brought to you by the Safety Consultant Blueprint Course. So to help your safety consulting business get started on the right track, you want to get actual step-by-step-by-step guidance to getting your safety consulting business going, go to the Safety Consultant Blueprint course online, which is www.safetyconsultantblueprint.com. Whether you're streaming, gaming, video chatting, or doing it all at once, GigSpeed Internet from Xfinity makes you a multitasking champion. That's simple, easy, awesome. Learn more about GigSpeed Internet or ask about other popular plans. 
Enjoy faster downloads, more of the gaming you love, and a better streaming experience on all your devices. Go to Xfinity.com, call 1-800-XFINITY, or visit an Xfinity store to get a great offer. Restrictions apply. Actual speeds vary and not guaranteed. Grand Canyon University is Arizona's premier private Christian university. Committed to providing next-generation education, GCU offers over 200 academic programs, many in high-demand fields across nine colleges. We keep our rigorous curriculum relevant by partnering with industry leaders and advisory boards. Earn your degree online, in the evening, or on our vibrant Phoenix campus. Find your purpose at GCU, where advanced technologies drive education. Private. Christian. Affordable. Visit gcu.edu.